0: Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, pick Guardian. Hey, everybody. It's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Nobs podcast. We're thrilled to (laughs) death that you are listening to our show today. Um, We are minus, uh, probably minus Jared, unless he dips in. Who knows? That could be a surprise. It it has happened. You never know. Um, But in his stead, making a return after the mighty, mighty Marshall 101, we've got Chris Connor in the corner here. Hey, what's going on? Glad to be back. Welcome back, Chris. Uh, We've been exchanging a bunch of pedals and stuff, and you've been, uh, uh, you know, just kind of like, hey, or play. With this stuff. Yeah, I mean, And um all good. Yeah. Uh so we're, we're going to be talking about the uh Fuzzmeister tonight. Uh and Fuzzmeister,
1: who are you? Oh, is that me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Johnny Water from Daredevil Petals in Chicago. How's it going? Right on. Johnny, this is I believe your third appearance. No, really? Five at least. Three? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure the, three. Yeah, I
2: think this is number three. It might even be
0: four should i check the... you should check but anyways welcome back again and we're not we didn't say oh geez what are we gonna do well call johnny he'll talk
1: <laughs> you, you, you had a cancellation i you, get it. you
0: well you were on the list and i just moved you up so um uh, yeah i'm like
1: the the ad mcmahon of the...
0: yes exactly <laughs> Um but you, I, I was inundated with uh the hype ads out of nowhere and I was like whoa that's kind of weird cuz you know you released that a little while ago and yeah. um yeah that was, I, a was lot. I was prompted to to do that but we'll get into that we'll get in all this you got a lot going on and we just want to touch base with that
1: yeah <laughs> and so, watch everybody's going to start yelling
0: now that I started <laughs> it's okay we like kids and we like families and all that stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah, it's all good. We're just, uh, you know, it's the it's real life, of man.
0: I get it. <laughs> I, we appreciate you yeah. taking the time um, out of or, uh, you know, beyond your actual work day to do this. So, uh, anyways, without further adieu we are going to uh, just touch on a few things real quick, a couple of announcements. Specifically, you know, I mentioned the Marshall 101, and I couldn't believe the feedback we got on that. That was so nice. good. And honestly, I was a little bit worried because it went two full episodes, and I probably cut out a good almost 20 minutes wow. of just crazy nonsense because it was getting... We had been talking for almost four, three and a half hours. Um And I know that people like podcasts, (laughs) but I don't know what the threshold is. But anyways, I just wanted to share some things uh, back. I got a whole bunch. I I can't read them all, but here's what I got. Um, uh, From Bob Crouch, I enjoyed both parts. It was quite the fellowship of the knobs uh, you have going there. Uh, I was really hoping for a third part where you and Tony take uh, a plexi up Mount Doom beneath... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Distracted Eye of Sauron. Uh, ah. All right. All right, let's do it. Yeah. I'm up for that. And then um, uh, this is from Steve Keys. He said, just want to let you know how much I enjoyed the Marshall 101 episodes. I currently own two Marshall amps, a JC-2000 DSL-401, which is which was his first tube amp, and a Marshall Lead 15 with a 110 cab, his first amp. <sighs> Uh, I was seriously interested in eventually buying a JCM 900. However, (laughs) after hearing you fine gents discuss the good and the bad, I have some things to look out for. Honestly, after watching numerous repair videos from psionic audio uh, regarding Marshall amps, I might just save my pennies and look into going with one of the bad cats. <laughs> okay uh, they look they look and sound so cool. anyways, who wants to buy a JCM 2000) <laughs> I, so I thought that was uh, kind of interesting. Uh, which which uh, motherboard does that one have on it? I'm not even <laughs> sure yet. Yeah. And then uh, Anthony Gemolero, who uh, is, I'm, I'm frequently talking with uh, on the Internet, he says, Listening to the latest episode on my way home today, I've got a 20-watt JCM 800 studio going into a mid-80s full, 410 full of greenbacks on top of a 212 full of creambacks. Oof uh there's mm. got to be some kind of word for that um then i have an early 90s bluesbreaker reissue that i love still can't get the tremolo to work but what's the pe- but that's what pedals are for right and then there's the lead tw- 12 and the bass 12 on top oh, those sweet. are just decoration i rarely turn those on <laughs> okay right on i mm. uh, i got a whole bunch more and who knows maybe in a future episode i'll 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 read some more cool. because it was really great getting that feedback um and it encur- it's encouraging um, to know that. And it, actually, we were just out at the guitar show. We had well, sorry, we had a pedal show uh, and guitars. Uh, yeah, and some guitars locally. And I I couldn't believe how many people were talking about the Marshall show. Yeah. But it's one of those ones. Like I guess we waited for the right time to do that. Um, I know, Johnny, you're a connoisseur of the the Marshall.
2: Well,
1: I would hope that everybody kind of has like one, right? Yeah. You know, and actually I, I mean, you're a trainer only, guy at heart, right? I only have one Marshall. Uh huh. Um, and then like, I don't know, four or five Marshall cabs. Um, but you know, I got, I got one like way back in the day when I only had, you know, like one amp. Yeah. And that was my Marshall. That was my amp. That's all I had. So I was like, okay, well if i want going to get one, I'll just get a really good one. And then, that's it because I'm never going to have more amps. Right. (laughs) (laughs) This is what I was like, you know, 23, 24. Uh, so I got, you know, I got a 70, I got a 76, uh, small box like four plug and I took it to practice and it just blew up. Like it immediately died. Oh no. Uh, took it back. You know, I was like, what the hell? Um, he's like, I will just pick, pick a different, Marshall. Right. So I got a 77 JMP with the master volume, which, you know, was better at the time anyways. And I think that was,
3: that's a great year for those. Yeah.
1: So Hunter hundred water and I got it for 900 bucks. So that's killer. <clears throat> um, and that's been my, my, pretty much my main Marshall, my only Marshall for, since, I don't know, 2005. Um, but that's the, uh, this is the Marshall – this is a whole other story. I don't know how long you want to fucking go on this Marshall situation. <laughs> go ahead. Situation. We're hey, talking. <laughs>
2: we're doing – this is episode three. <laughs>
1: so this is uh, – my, my drummer worked at a club in Chicago, and uh, we played a show, and we left our gear after the show, and then there was a show the next day, and he said, hey, man, uh, the band tonight is a fly-in, and they need backline. Would you mind if they use your – you know, your amp is a, a backline. We'll kick you some money or whatever. I'm like, all right, well, you know, that's that's cool. What's the band? And they're like, well, it's uh, Headcat with Lemmy. You ah. know, And so I was like, well, that's cool. The guitar player can use my Marshall. I don't care. And then I went to the show, and there's Lemmy playing, you know, my rig with his oh. bass. And uh, I thought, oh, my God, this is the coolest thing ever. And then I thought, oh, my God, he's going to blow out all my 30-watt speakers my cab, right? Um, and then you know the next day after that I went and picked it up and you know I take it out of the, the head case every knob on 10. Oh yeah. And I'm like, that's A, the coolest thing ever, and B, I don't even care if my my cab is just completely <laughs> destroyed. But so that was it. So that's the same amp that I have and I'm like, well I can never ever sell this. And it was just uh, kind of a, a sign from the, the rock gods that this is my amp and I, I'm just gonna have it be, you know, the, the
3: chosen one, I how, guess. How are your speakers? Just curious. They were, they
1: were good, you know, um, I, I kind of baffled, but it was like, I was hoping that everything was on 10, you know, so <laughs> that when I just noticed that it was, I think one knob was a little bit lower, which was like, so not what you would think would be turned down, but something was turned down. <laughs> um, but everything else was on 10 and I'm like, well, I, I would expect that, right? Absolutely. You know, it's like a whatever. So, anyways, that was that's the story of my Lemmy Marshall. So, I feel like it's been kind of blessed and yeah, and all that christened. So, yeah, <laughs> right. So, if people ask, "Are like, oh, can we borrow it?" I'm like, no, no, this is an <laughs> <No>. unborrowable, <laughs> yeah. unusable. You know, I had this locked away in a secret location, and uh, you know, that's that. So. That's Whatever. That's a cool story. I appreciate you sharing it. <laughs> I mean, it's like who, whoever has that kind of crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that's Todd. Yeah. For the for the avid listeners out there. Yes. Uh, this is indeed Johnny's third time on the show. Okay. Oh, believe it, is. Okay. it, believe it or not, his first appearance was episode number eighty-two. 82. Two, johnny
0: you i, I just want to say thank you because you know that's that's early on for a fellow like you to go like yeah i'm gonna dedicate an hour of my time to you know talk about talk to some yahoos who i've never even heard of before i really appreciate that
2: and that was in july of
0: 2021 yeah oh now, wow okay no
2: well that's when it's when maybe Not, that's when it was posted that's it
0: no Oh, <laughs> uh, that might be when it got reset. There was a re- just was there reset. Was there a reset yeah. on that? Yeah, Dude, that I was, was gonna way, say that was because like
2: eighteen. Okay, you know that then that makes more sense because Maybe his second, 17. his second appearance was number two hundred and eighty-five. Right, that was last. Uh, that was September of twenty-two. A, a year later. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> damn, right, we, we had over a hundred episodes in <laughs> a year. Right now things are much more clear. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. So eighty-two. Yeah, that would have been about nineteen. 1918. It would have been about 1918, right the after 90s. the war.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, anyways, um, if you had more comments on the Marshall episode, if you've, if you've finally gotten through it after three weeks, <laughs> <laughs> um, we would love to hear from you. Honestly, uh, that opened up a lot of ears and eyes and I'm, I'm grateful for everybody listening and we welcome, what else do you want us to do? One-on-one on one-on one-ones yeah. on, one on ones on we have done a lot of them. Yeah. So, but, but, uh, You know, give us uh, your ideas. All right, uh, let's get on with what's going on in the music world. This week, we're going to check in with Tanya
2: first and then Johnny. Well, in keeping with all things Marshall, I was uh, perusing the latest issue of Vintage Guitar Magazine, the one with Robbie Robertson on the front. And I found an interesting article. Uh, They did a a profile of Roy Orbison's of none, you know, believe it or not, jtm forty five. And uh, apparently uh, this was given to Roy when he was over in in England. Jim Marshall actually gave him this amplifier. But apparently it is one of the earliest JTM 45s based on the characteristics and some of the features of it. Um, and in, in traditional Marshall wisdom uh, the model number is 1961. Uh, and that makes it a uh what is that one that is a tremolo version Hmm. now the 1962 was essentially the same amp but that was the super lead or the lead and the bass
3: interesting yeah i'm not sure about the difference i I was thinking maybe it was a wattage thing but
2: no no and it's what's interesting about this one uh, of course the 1961 and the 1962 have nothing to do with the year that it was made. It was probably made, this one, late 64, because hmm. December of 64 is when the, these co- 212 combos start to appear. And uh, But based on the chassis, and it also has uh, two Celestian Elnico speakers instead of Greenback's. So most of the features of this point towards that it was just an older model, which kind of makes sense, probably why Jim Marshall said, hey, Roy, why don't you take this one? (laughs) Now, obviously, that was not the, the Roy Orbison sound because he sold it to his guitar player who sold it to another guitar player. And it made its rounds. and uh, but it's an interesting article and and you know, just to see they've got some great photos and things in it. Uh, even the the Celestian speakers, they have a Marshall sticker on the back of it, but the Celestian sticker is starting to bleed through on the on the back side. So hmm. it's kind of cool, but uh, like you. What's that? What? No? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, what? I must have missed that time. yeah. Um, uh, so anyhow, well, letty dotty. That was part of my musical world this week. I enjoy <clears throat> many of these little feature articles that our friends at Vintage Guitar put out there.
0: Very good. Very good. Johnny, what's going on in your music world this week? If there's anything beyond, you know, the Daredevil stuff.
2: Uh,
1: we're actually playing a show on Wednesday, so i got to get ready for that for a show with a new drummer. Ooh. Uh, so that's kind of what we've been doing the last two weeks. It's like scrambling to get that tight. And it's a Wednesday show, which is weird, but it's a, a band that's on tour that we're playing with. So what's the band? Uh, they're called the corrects from Denmark. It's like a two piece sixties fuzz garage. Cool. Thing. Um, and I guess they, they do really well in Europe and then they're doing their big U S tour. So they, uh, their agency wanted us to open for them, um, cause we played with other bands that they manage and stuff. So, cool. Uh, I'm have yeah, to check them out. It's it's uh, like you know Nuggets, White Stripesy, but definitely Euro '60s garage kind of trashy stuff.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Very cool. And and for those that don't know, you're in the Evictions, which is a pretty dang cool group. Uh, you want to just do a little blurb
1: about that? Uh, power trio fuzz rock kind of mc5 punk rock type uh guitar soloy thing it's it's so hard to put a description on on yeah
0: music. i think yours is is not unlike ours to a certain degree your, yours probably a little bit more fuzzed out
1: but it's like it's um, heavy attack uh, yeah it's like mc5 who punk rock right who manchu
0: yeah so there you go
1: somewhere in the middle it's like really heavy massive Guitar, but overplaying, and the bass player is playing a gazillion notes and fast, and then like you know Henry Rollins' vocals kind of thing. So, <laughs> right on with some cheap tricks sprinkled on top. Right on,
2: cool, and, and yeah,
1: <laughs> you gotta have that. What's not to like, right? Yeah,
2: maybe you should change your name to the WC Three, WC Three, the Wash Closet Three. No, the Windy City Three. Oh. Windy City Three. <laughs> You can use yeah. that one, no extra charge.
0: Yeah, perfect. <laughs> uh, excellent, excellent. Gigs are good. Gigs, Gigs are good. Are good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chris, how about yourself?
3: i've been collecting records again and uh this time it's the blue note they've been doing these all analog presses of some of their old re- releases and so i've been doing the, the grant green i've just been buying up grant green records this week i have been wow. going crazy once i heard that they were doing that um and i've always come at kind of looked for grant green records and cds so now there's like four i found four or five around columbus wow. and then i've been buying up like art blakey ones and uh, horace silver and a couple of them so i bought like you know six or seven and blue train john coltrane they sound right. really really good super cool that they're doing that so that was my musical week
0: yeah this they week. must have been uh doing that uh planning that for quite a long time because that's the kind of stuff to your point is like w- once they once you know they're re-releasing that stuff
3: it's killer too and grant green you know it's uh es330 great phrasing mm. really cool playing um he does a lot of these like rep- repetitive uh riffs like in, in his sewing. Like it's super cool. Um he's sort of like uh yeah, un- just like me. Yeah. Well <laughs> yeah. anyway, check him out. Check him Maybe. out if you if you haven't heard him. I'm, I'm... just like Grant Green.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three notes, here we go. <speaking laughs>
4: yeah. Uh um, what right about man. you,
2: Todd? What do you what what's what what's what's, what's, what's uh, happening in your own. Well we just order? as
0: I mentioned, we had that uh it was Pint, Pist, pints and piston no pints, pints and, pedals, and pedals but it was at um random random precision, precision brewing. brewing yeah so a lot of that's a lot of words anyways uh we had a, a whole bunch of mostly ohio builders we had a, yeah. uh, some people from michigan show up um and uh, it, it was really it was a good time and it 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 keeps getting a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. Um, it, you know, it, I don't know that it was to the, to the degree that I think recently, Johnny, that right there, you, you were, you were just at, you guys just had a big pedal show out there,
1: right? Uh, Chicago music exchange had one and it's been the first time for five or might even be six years. They had one way back that was kind of smaller. Um, and then this one was like two or three times as many, brands so they definitely tried to bulk it up and it wouldn't it went really good i think if they did it like annually consistently that it would be ridiculous yeah Mm
0: -hmm. yeah much bigger you know um i we actually got to meet you in person after being on the show at the alchemy audio um music swap meet thing show that that they put on that was sort of like a Uh, A bit of a music gear free for all, uh, mostly guitar stuff. But um, I think that was at a place. It's it's uh, like a a music lockout, like called the Fort or something. Am I
1: am I right? Uh, It's Fort Knox Studios. It's a big band building. Yeah,
0: that was really cool. I mean, I I would love for that for us to be able to get to that status here, um, and and pull from you know surrounding states. We are kind of the belly button of the. the north midwest uh in the sense that all so many things are attached to ohio so um i think we could do it yeah (laughs) um anyhow so that was there where we were there it was cool met a lot of really neat people and i put on i had a little pedal board that i put together of uh you know recent guests and some oddities that might that people might not really have the chance to experience and uh did a little ditto looper So everybody's sitting around looking for the guitar. I'm like, it's playing. Just put the headphones on and start clicking buttons, you know. And they're like, yeah, this is great. (laughs) So, yeah, good time, good time. So anyhow, that was it. And you know what? What? What I used to put together that
2: board, Tony. It was beautifully done. Thank you. Did you use those? Tour Gear Design patch cables? I absolutely did. I thought they looked familiar.
0: They, they should look familiar. <laughs> we both have them, and we talk about them all the time. And and I grabbed a handful, and I got this board stitched up super quick, and and it was a good thing I had all the random sizes because yeah. I needed that. Oh, yeah. You had,
2: the, what, five or six different pedals?
0: Yes. Plus the looper. Yes. Yeah, five pedals Tell plus Tell the about the
2: looper. That was kind of cool what you did. Well, I just did. I put a loop in it, and I hit... So people Go. didn't have to plug a guitar in. Right. They could just listen right. to the various pedals. I
0: did have it going through the Amped One, the Blackstar Amped One. Yeah. And that's where the headphone jack was plugged in. So it was like, it was this cool little rig. It was great. I liked it. I like
2: the fact that you didn't have to plug in a guitar.
0: Right. But I did get to plug in the two of your designed patch cables, Tony. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. So, um, hey, if you are thinking about putting together a little board or a big board or a medium board or multiple boards. Yeah. You need to check these out. Go to tourgeardesigns.com, Load up your basket, load it and out. then put in the guitar knobs. You're going to save ten percent. That's in a coupon code. It's in a coupon code. You're going to save ten percent. All lowercase, all order. one word. And they're going to ship them out to you lickety split, and yes. you're going to love them for it.
2: Yeah, and they come all the way from Canada. They do, but they come really, really fast. Yes, I and they're really good. That. I said all that too, but well, thank you for reiterating. I just Anyways. like to, I like to
0: emphasize. You do. You emphasize as many ways. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so uh, thank you to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Let me get a little bit of this. <laughs> one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Johnny, from Daredevil Pedals, give us your third four on the floor.
1: <laughs> All right, how much how much backstory can I give on each <laughs> on each pedal here? Go, um, it's your time. Okay, um, since last time it has changed, but um, I'll just start with uh, phaser because that's first in my chain, and I know I always have a phaser on there. But I went on a pretty massive phaser bender like early spring um and i ended up getting a bunch more and getting like way down the wormhole in that so now uh the phase that i'm using is the mxr script logo with the led um i talked to trips and he said that that's he designed that one and that one is closest to the very original phase 90 when it first came out oh really um because you know there's like script logo and the script logo the led and the block logo and there's reissues and you know a bunch of different kind of vintage reissues and all that stuff hand wired ones and all that whatever so i kind of went down that wormhole and then you know i i used the uh the whirlwind one which is supposedly the other guy that had a hand in mxr and that's supposed to be the exact as you know the first original phase 92 um so that was the one i used to use but now i have script logo with the led and it's it's amazing so um mm. but i also got a bunch of other ones and yada yada you know how that goes yeah 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 so uh
0: now you mentioned a phaser bender is that is that a pedal that we're going to be looking towards a
1: phaser bender
0: yeah it's like a, you know a script with a with the tone bender mashed up into it <laughs> is
2: that, that, that's that not a fender Maybe. With a PH? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's
4: good.
2: That's
1: good.
0: Yes. We're just, you know, sit back. We'll do all the work for you, Johnny.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's good. Um...
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the most sincere <laughs> acknowledgement I've ever heard. Oh, dear God. When yeah, have I got myself into really a third good, time? That's really good, guys. <laughs>
4: cool.
1: um, What's number two? Mm. Number two, and... This one changed too, but I usually have like kind of a, you know, a boost or a range master boost or something in that, that ballpark. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. but since then also in like this past spring, I got, um, the sugar boost from creepy fingers, which is, uh, Brad from Fu Manchu out in Mm -hmm. California. And it's, you know, his take on like kind of the range master thing, but it's germanium with this, and I, I can't remember the name, but he's got this stash of these old germanium transistors that sound really kind of different than what most people, you know, most people try and put like mullards in there and stick it pretty close to the originals and stuff. And this is like kind of more how I do things, which is just like dirtier and a little bit crazier sounding, but really kind of unique. Um, so that's been on my board since uh, whenever I got that back in like early springtime.
0: Do you use that, uh, with, drive or without drive i mean i mean in front of or in uh
1: sorry uh in combination with the drive or is that I, you do on its own the way i'm using it now is i'm i'm just using it by itself for like rhythm tone huh and then i hit the um the drive-by for like solo boost and stuff but that's after it um wow. so it's uh it just stacks better that way and you know, for whatever reason, so that's how I've been using that. Because um, you know, the trainers are kind of a little dirty, but mostly just big, loud, clean kind of thing. Right. Right. Um, so I always have something on. I'm never going like just amp. You know, that's about as close as I get to going with just amp, is I have like the RangeMaster Boost on there. But his is pretty dirty, and I keep it really like almost dined out. So nice. Um, it gets really gritty, gnarly. Like you would think it's a, a distortion pedal almost. Very so, cool. Um, so it, that's been yeah. on there too. Is
0: that the one with the, uh, like the van style graphics
1: on it or is it the brown one? Um, it's, it's white with like super seventies looking kind of like tricolor.
0: Yeah. So like the van, like side of yeah, the Yeah. It would
1: look kind of like, like the hood of some seventies AMC mm-hmm. car or something. Yeah. You know? That's, it's super um, cool. Yeah, and his stuff like those enclosures are killer. His builds are killer. Everything's, you know, his stuff's awesome, man. Yeah. So I, I think I got to the, get him on the show. Dude, you should. You should definitely get him on there. I'm gonna do it. Uh, Watch me. I'm gonna do it. Tell him I said to get on there. I will. Right, right after this. I will. Just call him. Call him up. I'll give you all his personal info. How about that? I would love <laughs> that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey, how you doing? What? Who the what?
1: He's, and you know what? He's got so much cool backstory on here because of just being in California in the 80s and 90s. Uh-huh. Uh, he's had, he's owned some incredible stuff. You know, those stories were like, well, then I got this for $200 and, and now it's worth, you know, like six grand. Like those kind of stories, you know? Yeah, yeah which I, I love that stuff. Yeah, for sure. Um, and he's just a cool guy, and he's one of my favorite bands. So
0: there you go. Yep. Can't argue um, with any of that.
1: Yeah. So anyways, uh, Four on the Floor, that's my first two in my signal chain. And then this is where it gets weird because it's like, you know, with me, obviously most of what I use is like my own stuff, which we're not supposed to talk, you know, supposed to exclude my own <clears throat> pedals, correct? Yeah. So that kind of <laughs> like almost wipes out the rest of my board, <laughs> Uh but um I did want to throw in there though that um and I think last time I mentioned super fuzz because if I if I had to kind of avoid using my own fuzzes um I would probably definitely go with like you know an old Watkins or a, a super fuzz but I don't I don't own one because A, they're like $1000 now um Right. And then also uh another pedal from Brad is that he built me his super fuzz, which is a clone of Scott Hill's super fuzz in the band, which is like basically every boom and record. He's he's got one of those. That's like, that's, that's it. You know, it's like there's good ones and bad ones kind of thing. So what, what um, is that one called? The Hari, Kiri fuzz, uh, Harry Gary, Carey here, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. Um, and that one is, I mean, I probably have like four super fuzz clones plus a couple that I built. And that one is like, hands down you know it's it's got the sweet spot so um that one i use but not all the time for like fiction stuff mm-hmm. um but that would definitely be like a go-to but then there's like a whole bunch that kind of fall in that category of like if i had to swap something out um that hawaiian pizza from caroline is awesome oh yeah yeah that one's really cool um and another thing um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank here because I've been kind of like adding to the pile, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I just got the um, that MXR hybrid buzz that came out like maybe a month and a half ago. It's like a hybrid, it's like fuzz face, but hybrid germanium silicone. That oh, okay. In. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it got like a real
1: psychedelic kind of artwork on the front. Yeah.
0: It's, um, it almost looks like a Beatronics, like at first glance.
1: Something like that. Yeah, yeah. The artist is from uh, South Africa. Um, that one is really well done. I've been playing that a lot. on my, like my home, like playing on the, playing on the couch uh-huh. kind of rig. That thing is really good
0: um so is it you tell me about this really quick is it a an actual blend of the two or do you have the choice to like dip into
1: one or the other no it's it's one one germanium one silicone okay you know pretty jammed you know, together yeah yeah it's kind of tweaked out but that's how how most it's like a
0: fuzz sandwich like a fuzz witch. yeah and i don't that's think what it's should trace-
1: call it <laughs> yeah we're fixing everybody's problems here that's what we do right <laughs> you need to get this all like uh yeah you have to get this all notarized just (laughs) for your own right (laughs) yeah um but yeah it's like i'm trying to think what else too because um i've had uh one of the the earthquake or park fuzzes for like a year Uh uh-huh that's killer just trying to think what else i would actually like stick in there that would fit what i what i do you know Mm -hmm. um but those yeah, are in there. Well, well, let
0: me ask you about the park fuzz. I mean, knowing that you're going into clean amp and that's that park fuzz is loosely based off of like, you know, it's sort of the amp in the box kind of thing. Right.
1: Well, that's pretty close to the original. Uh-huh. Like he sourced an assload load of geranium from somewhere. Uh-huh. Uh, but that's supposedly like pretty darn close to the, the original one. Right. Um, that was in like the giant you know, the giant box. Right. Um, so those turned out good. Cause it, you know, most people don't realize this, but it's real easy to mm. just make a really crappy sounding germanium fuzz.
4: <laughs>
1: um, there's way more to it than just, I bought these germanium transistors. I'm going to put them in the schematic, you know, exactly like the vintage one. Right. It, it does not by any means work like that. And there's people that are selling really, really expensive, newly made fuzzes with these super rare you know black glass and all the stuff and it's like man there's <laughs> there's there's more to it than just slapping them in there and thinking it's worth it's weight in gold you know right. um and the guys that do it are the guys you know like david main and stuff we're like holy crap that's you know now i understand why this pedal is you know whatever 600 bucks yeah um but you know, coming from someone that's been there and done that, and thought, "Oh, I can just do this, and it'll sound amazing." And no, yeah, not at all. So the people that do it uh, definitely got to give them kudos because it's it's kind of an, a secret wizard Zen art form thing, you know.
0: That's really good advice because I think, especially with uh, a lot of be- more beginning guitarists, like when they just get when they get enough knowledge, and then and then you, you try to go like, well now i got a little bit of that knowledge and i want to either be better or i'm going to do the things that make me feel like i am better like more buying more expensive gear or uh rarer things you know it's it's sort of like the uh the actor who's an actor because they're going on uh a lot of auditions but they're not acting quite yet you know <laughs> and, and that, that i'm and Please people understand. I'm not throwing shade on beginners I'm just saying I've been there and I fell into that trap and I think a lot of people have and now in the golden age of magic gear um, It's it can be really easy to do exactly what Johnny's talking about Which is like drop a bunch of cash on something because it happens to be a pedal that has got a lot of buzz a lot of hype about it And it's got all the rare magic in it but to his point Unless you know how to harness that and build it masterfully, it's maybe not going to have what you think it is.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, there's a lot of great gear, but, you know, that's, if it was that easy to just buy something and sound amazing, then we wouldn't be doing this for, you know, gear swapping for 20 or 30 years, trying to find, you know, right. <laughs> amazing tone and whatever. Yeah. I guess that, that's kind of the cool part of it, I guess, but. You know, yeah, like you said, this is the era of pedals right now where it's just there's, there's so much and there's so many people trying to, like, get their foot in the door and, and crank these things out that, um, yeah, I could I could easily see where someone that's, like, just getting into pedals could just be overwhelmed and think, well, this says this and I read that this is good or, what? you know, it's like it's kind of an overwhelming amount of stuff to process, right? Um, so yeah, whatever. But you know, out of that people that stick it out and the brands that are actually really good and will do well and everything, at least hopefully, I I hope that that's the way things work out. Unlike, you know, pop music or, (laughs) you know, it's like sometimes you don't have to be good to be really successful, but, um, usually in pedals, you gotta be pretty rock solid, you know, like you mentioned beatronics and stuff you know, those aren't cheap, but man, those are some really cool and cool looking facts. Yeah. You know, like that stuff's legit. And I still see new ones coming out. I'm like, I don't even know what that is, but I, I want to sit down with it and just take it in because, you know, there's so much like effort and, and care put into each those, and just in the pr- presentation and, you know, um, it makes you think that, you know, definitely there's there, there's something cool going on in here someone's gonna really go after it that much
0: so i could not agree more uh well that's uh nine on the floor from <laughs> from, uh, from uh, <laughs> and,
1: uh, it's all good it's all good we're here to well and then that, there's so. we well we didn't fit that was technically the third oh that was three okay yes what's okay. your fourth and then the fourth position that i have to fill speaking in generalizations i, I usually have like a flanger a uh, uh, you know something else usually a flange, but, uh, I just got, um, dry bell vibe, okay. which I heard was really cool from a lot of people. So I got like the second version of that, which is pretty good because that's the other thing that kind of goes off the deep end real quick is getting into Univibe stuff. Hmm. Cause there's a lot that are kind of cheap and they're not that great. They're okay. And then you get like into the big box units that are like, well, this is a grand and this one's 1200. And you're like off into that world of exact replications. And I wasn't ready to dive into that yet, but I, I did hear that like the dry ball one is pretty amazing for being like a single pedal size. And, and that,
0: that's the vibe machine.
1: Yeah, it's so it's, you know, basically, you know, optical unified, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's Hendrix thing, basically. That's why yeah. everybody gets it, right? So. Uh, which it's really good, but I'm still getting into stacking it with fuzzes and things like that, um, which takes a little more tactfulness. Yeah. Um, but on its own, it's it's amazing. So
0: I found with uh, with a lot of drive, um, I have either opted for like going way high and getting kind of nuts with it, or like just to where the water's barely moving. You know what I mean? Like where you're going, like, yeah. I think there's a shark in the water. I can't <laughs> right, really tell. Right, just
1: something. It's, it's a little too quiet, you know? <laughs> right. And that's that's why I started putting my um, my phase in front of all my, you know, first in my, my pedal chain, too. Right. You know, because you get a good amount of it, but it's like some things you put them after a fuzz, and it just turns into, like, you know, space odyssey, chaos, uh, and it's too much. So... Mm-hmm. Who knows? But that's that's my recent kind of dive into a newer effect that I haven't really messed with. Too much.
3: That's that's a good one,
0: Chris. Yeah. Uh, have you uh, played much around with vibe?
3: Yeah, I have. I haven't gotten to go down the, the, the rabbit hole on that. I have I have mentioned last time I have one of these Line 6. It's it's the blue, the DM. I think it's the MM4. It's got a UniVibe in it. It's not like the, one of the best UniVibes, but it actually works pretty well in my chain. So I've just kind of used that because I can get trams and phasers or whatever else in it. Right. And then I have a full tone one that was pretty good. You know, it's yeah. I'm usually just trying to get something that's decent because like Johnny was saying, if you don't, and that's why I was writing down some of the some of the recommendations he was making. Like this Unibot, this vibe machine. Maybe I'll go check that out. I think it's. I just went through a fuzz like purchasing bender, uh-huh. and it's just kind of like Johnny's phaser bender. So I wrote that one down too because I'm definitely a fan of. it. <laughs> oh, uh, it's your phaser bender now, Johnny. <laughs> what, what, what are you working yeah, on the yeah. side here with
4: a pH? Just, yeah.
2: So
3: yeah, man, I, want I just royalties. Went, and actually, yes, yeah, so I just went down a fuzz. Maybe the uh, maybe the next. So we'll see. I'll start with the dry bell. Yeah nice
2: mm-hmm. maybe we can make a fuzz
0: with a ph i'm sure that's been done uh,
1: yeah i'm like, sure there's a bunch of play on ph something or others yeah in there yeah the uh actually who, who did that uh Red and cuff maybe oh, that's maybe a the, the fast fuck.
3: Mm. oh yeah yep
1: ph something like that <laughs> ph yeah i can see that um <laughs> <laughs> something like that yeah um okay well that's four on the floor we'll just we'll we'll let that be i can dig it
0: (laughs) all right Uh, well thank you for sharing that again it's always great to hear what you're digging into because uh, you've got great taste in music and pedals and gear and stuff Uh, and i'm saying that vicariously because i see pretty much all your posts i'm not creeping it's just that's the way it works he's creeping (laughs) trust me he's creeping i
1: I see all (laughs) i know all. well we gotta we gotta dive into the the juicy bits man let's go
0: let's go you have been uh, a very busy person as per usual i think one of the things i do appreciate about you is that uh, and i actually i was telling chris i said uh johnny's like Super rock and roll, but he's also all business in the in the best way. In, in that you're 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 trying to get the stuff done. You're making good stuff, and you're working hard to make sure everybody knows you're doing it. And I I applaud that. That takes a lot of effort and it is exhausting uh, doing that. And it's a, it's I think you do it really well.
1: An endless hustle. Yeah, yeah. but you know, um, I always kind of hear like you know someone that grew up with like really kind of crappy jobs and hard jobs and service industry jobs, you know, I kind of always hear those footsteps. So uh, I'm kind of like <laughs> haunted a little bit that if I if I fail, I know what's waiting around the corner. Right. Um, so it's like, this is the greatest job in the world. Why would I not try and make it successful as I can? Um, and you know, obviously you love it and all that stuff. But yeah, it's I mean, it's, a, it's definitely an unending, thing you know there's definitely like those three in the morning kind of like oh crap i i forgot to do this or that kind of stuff you know yeah as anybody that does an independent thing or artists or bands what you know whatever it is yeah so well um,
0: speaking of those independent things you've had a couple of great releases as of late let's talk about those
1: well the the funny thing is last time i talked to you guys um i couldn't talk about the thing that i can talk about now which I, I remember the, that
2: yeah it <laughs> came I, out I was like hey wait. and Todd was very very angry
0: no very yeah angry or not.
1: <laughs> well I mean it was you know, it was uh two solid years of me not being able to say anything sure. to anybody while we it, you know it was over two years of work to get this thing wrapped up um I'm talking about the uh the Dunlop Daredevil Buzwa, um, which came out June 1st so that was one of those things where like up to a certain point, I was, I was still unsure if that was going to, you know, you're paranoid that it's just going to fall apart or it's not going to come out or, you know, it's just, it's such a big thing to try and bite off. You know, um, that, uh, you know, for the first half of that process, I was just kind of terrified that they'd be like, you know what, we changed our mind, Sorry. that right. You know, being in a band or like, you know, what? we just decided we're going to drop you guys. Sorry. Cause that's, definitely happened to me <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah dude the, um, the vibe is super sick on the cosmetics it's probably one of the best was they have as far as the way it looks that switch on the side the chrome the it's got, it's got that yeah kind of i Italian mean boxy thing
1: they were uh, thank you and they you know to their credit they were awesome at just saying do your thing you know like jimmy likes what you do loves what you do do that okay jimmy well great
0: to do what you do yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah well, I mean, and that was it. I was like, okay, awesome. Cause I already had it kind of in my head. Right. I'm like we're going to do this, we're going to do this. And then like, I'm, I'll design this thing and I'll get my artist to do this. And I, I just kept throwing pieces at them as they needed it. They're like, okay, we need the tread design. We need the plate, all the stuff. Um, and so, I mean, the process was, you know, although long, it was super smooth and there was no real hangups or anything and everybody just dug it and it, it turned out cool. I think I kind of got lucky and that I have a really good artist that I work with. who can kind of take these ideas and, and just really hit it out of the park, you know? Um,
0: yeah. And this is, uh, the same artist you've been using a tattoo artist.
1: Yeah. Uh, my buddy Casey Sass, who's, a a Detroit dude that was a Chicago dude for a long time when I knew him and played in bands with him and stuff. And then he moved to Austin. Um, but he's been he's been like the other, you know, the visual side of Daredevil for sure.
0: You know, it's so. it's funny that you say Detroit because this thing to me in, in in some ways is like screaming Detroit with the the actual like gas pedal style uh, rubber and uh, you know the car emblem style logo on the front with the Daredevil. Um, it's it's you know it it fits. The thing you do very well, which is honestly, I think you've got one of the best aesthetic games in the business, man. It, nice, dude. Everything you make is like, damn, that looks cool. I don't know what it does, but it feels like I'm gonna be cool if I use this. <laughs> <laughs> I tried it; it worked.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, a lot of the you know inspiration from you know pop art and just advertising art and retro things, and you know, it's all kind of steeped in stuff. 50s, 60s, and 70s, yeah. you know, but also I think the the reason it works is because it's just simple enough. You can see the name and see what it does. You know, it's just like, keep it easy for people to process because there's a lot of pedals out there that, you yeah. know, I, I don't even, I can't read what the knobs are. I don't know what the photo is. It just, it's, there's so much right in the artwork and the artwork is cool, but the artwork is also, you know, three and a half inches tall by two inches wide. Um, And it's tricky to pull off. But I mean, also that's like really popular now. So what the hell do I know? know, I I mean, people like people love that stuff. And I think a lot of those pedals, the artwork's amazing. Yeah. You know, I don't even know how they print a lot of this stuff. It looks so complex. Um, So there's just different aesthetics and I like the retro kind of simple you know, auto inspired and, you know, beer labels and yeah, signs, signs you would see, you know, buildings and, you know, just old cool stuff that I come across, especially being in, you know, Chicago and Midwest where there was so much of that, like manufacturing in, you know, back in the day of, you know, Chicago was one of the biggest electronics manufacturers in the country, you know, mm-hmm. um, and automobile stuff and the Rust Belt, and all those things were just, of that era, um, and I, that probably just soaked into my brain from, you know, being alive through a lot of that. Yeah, uh, just thinking what's cool and easy to easy to see what it is and what it's called. And,
0: so, you know, aside from the uh, amazing aesthetics of this, it's a fuzzwa. Now, right, walk so, us through what
1: that is. Um, yeah, and you know, basically. I had been building these for like five or six years already by the time that I approached Dunlop. Uh-huh. Um, and I was just doing them on the side. I would get old ones that were broken or whatever and gut them. And then I got my own, you know, PCBs design and I would kind of tweak them as I went over the years and try different things. And, you know, I was doing as like one offs for buddies and stuff like that. So I had a lot of time to really, kind of knock off the rough edges and and hone the sound that I was going for. Right. So by the time that I actually kind of got the guts to just, you know, I mean, I I took one to Nam, not knowing what I was going to do with it. This Mm -hmm. was 20 January, 2020. Um, and I remember it being like, I don't know, Saturday or something. I was like, man, I think I'm just going to walk over there and just hand this to one of those dudes, you know, and just who knows. Right. And you might just tell me, sorry, you know, but that's kind of like I've always just had that attitude, like, well, you know, worst case scenario, you're back where you're at right yeah. now. <laughs> um, so <laughs> if you don't try, uh, you for <laughs>
0: sure won't get what you want.
1: Yeah. You know, so I was like, ah, F it. you know, so I just I walked over there and I, I knew who one guy was so I just said, hey, man, good to see you. I just you know, plopped it in his hand and he kind of looked at me. He's like, what the hell is this? Uh, and I was all like trying to be cocky, you know? So I'm just like, you're going to put this out, dude, you know, like (laughs) trying to be like (laughs) lighthearted, fun about it. Um, thinking he'd just be like, whatever, all right, I'll email you in a few weeks or something. And he's like, okay, stand right there. And then he turned around and like literally everybody that ran, that runs Dunlop was standing right there that I just didn't know who they were. He grabbed like head of marketing, he grabbed Uh Dunlop, he grabbed like (laughs) this guy. And All of a sudden I'm just standing there with like the five people that run the business. And Nam, I'm like, uh, hi, you know, <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get eaten alive. Right. Um, and they were all nice. And he's just like, look, obviously it's Nam, Everything's insane. We need to go home and like you know, get over being sick and rest and all that. And right. I'll talk, uh, I'll talk to you in a few weeks. And then, you know, in a few weeks it was like, we're all going to die of COVID. Um, so then that turned into like basically, you know, eight months of you know, I kind of assumed this was nothing. It was just going to dissipate and he'll mail it back to me and we'll be done with it. But, you know, three years later, um, you know, came together, we put it out and, uh, you know, it was supposed to come out in uh, last fall almost a year ago. But, you know, again, it was like coming off of COVID and supply issues and parts and manufacturing things. And it was just like all these things that I don't typically have to deal with you know, because I'm just like on such an independent level, you know, I don't buy pots like in the tens of thousands. Right. Right. You know, so it's like this whole different level of sourcing things and waiting for things to come from overseas warehouses and, you know, barges and all this shit that you know, it's like, okay, so that's, that's how this works. It was kind of a big learning, learning experience. It just, you know, that world, like right. literally biggest, you know, United States pedal company one of the biggest companies in the world so it was it was cool to kind of sit there and like you know ride that wave and just see the inner workings and all that stuff so mm-hmm. that's huge
2: now was uh, that did you um, I mean did you build this from ground up or did you start with the with the, Dunlop Wa and then make modifications to the circuitry or how did
1: yeah you- so most of them were you know everybody's got a broken crybaby somewhere in their closet right um, I mean it's just it was pretty easy to find people that are like, Oh, you know, cause pe- they don't really try to fix them. It's just people aren't into that kind of stuff. They just throw it in the pile or whatever, you know, or it starts acting funky and they just stop playing it. So, you know, it's like if I needed one or two to mess with, I could just post something and people would be like, yeah, whatever, here's a box of some broken crap. Right. <laughs> so I would just, I would completely gut them. It would be just a shell and I would throw everything brand new you know, and I tried making a bass version and all kinds of cool stuff. I would mm-hmm. just experiment, you know, um, and then sell them to buddies. Um, but that, um, I don't know what, what was the original question. But it yeah, was it was just, mostly yeah, if
2: you started from from Cry scratch babies. or
1: yeah, right. And I mean, I started modding all my, I, I used a Crybaby nonstop my, my previous band, so I started working on my own gear way way before I was doing daredevil or pedal, pedal building or any of that stuff that was just me trying to make my stuff sound better on a budget while I was touring you know um so I was looking up mods and stuff on the internet like okay so I need to make my wah louder so that when I turn it on for a solo I don't have to hit a boost you know mm-hmm. just little, little tweaky things like that is like really the first thing I ever did with any pedals ever was modding my own was. so um it was pretty cool that you know if i if i was that guy right now looking at where i'm at now it, it would completely kind of melt my brain because <laughs> you know it just seems like oh 13 year old me or whatever you know people say something like that um yeah I, I couldn't even fathom this would be where me tinkering with broken pedals would end up you know whatever odd years later so um but yeah, it was cool, and they're they're just they're cool guys, and like how cool is it that I can talk to like George Trips and like you know one of the, like the original OG pedal dudes from the nineties, right? So you know? um, so just stuff like that. It's like if you know everybody loves at least one MXR pedal, you know. It's just I always thought that that was just like the coolest vintage kind of stuff, you know. Uh huh. Um, so to have a, a teeny footprint and what those guys do is amazing you know
0: yeah fantastic man uh um, well i know uh you've got three people here that are going to go uh w- watch and re-watch uh as many demos as possible and i'm sure uh you're gonna see a spike in in people at least going like what the hell does it do <laughs> uh, yeah well it does
1: what you would hope it would do which is yes. just completely annihilate wah and fuzz tones at the same time um and it's just you know it's like everybody's tried like it goes back to what we were saying earlier about like you know some vintage pedals and are like oh here's this vintage thing from the 60s i'm gonna sell it for a thousand dollars yeah and then you play it and it just it sounds like the caps are shot and it's noisy and the fuzz is really dumpy sounding you know so that was kind of like part of the motivation it's like no i want this to just sound like what people think it should sound like in their head, like super aggressive, loud, big, really articulate, you know, the wah is really present. It's not muddy. It's like, I want to give like the best case scenario of what this could be because I tried old ones from the sixties and I tried new things. I mean, there, there's not even that many of them available, but the ones that I played, it was kind of like, eh, uh-huh. you know, it's, it's all right but usually it's never better than having an individual law and your own favorite buzz on your board. Right. You know, you never get lucky enough to have them in the same package. So like that was the goal. It was like, you know what? I really want to just crush this thing and, and give you more than you think you need, you know? Love it. Um, so that's that. And then, you know, that being said, you know, yeah, there's a million videos and all that stuff um, super happy. Um, but I, I also wanted to just touch on, um, the other thing that I was able to pull off this year, which was another long, massive undertaking. Um, but is that okay if I talk about the, uh, the wedges that I got? Johnny, it's your show, baby. Go ahead. Yeah, dude. Um, (laughs) I've wanted to do, uh, some of the, you know, especially the fuzzes, but some of the daredevil line in like, you know, vintage style, like wedge closures, like you'd see from the sixties and seventies. Yeah. Um, and I was never able to really find them. Now there's some people making like vintage replicas of exact, you know, tone benders and things like that. They're really expensive. Yeah, um, but well, I
0: love the enclosure that you have because it's not a giant, uh, uh, unwieldy wedge. It's going to take up your right. entire board. It's 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 built like a tank. <laughs> yeah,
3: it looks
1: great. Yeah, yeah. It's and it's like a usable size. It's not some mega thing. Um, but I mean, that was a year and a half in the works too, because they're dealing with, you know, Hammond Manufacturing, this giant company that also has supply issues and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I got, I had to like come up with the diagrams and all that stuff of, you know, this specific thing that I wanted. So I had to work with their engineers and we got diagram finalized and everything down to the, you know, decimal point, you know, all that stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, if you screw that up, then you just screwed up you know, endless units that you had to purchase and all that. So... Um, but I got that done. And so I released the first pedal with that style uh, folded aluminum closure on June 1st. Also, of uh, the 10 tone anniversary fuzz, which was supposed to come out a year prior, which would have been my 10th <laughs> anniversary, but that took so long. <laughs> 2020 so, really did a number on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, everybody you know, yeah, it's just yeah. like, okay, sure. This will, they said, this will be done in six months. I'll be all set to release it in the fall. And then, you know, here we are following spring. Yeah. Um, so I, I did that. And here's kind of like the thing that I wanted to float out on the show, at least for you get know, some feedback from people listening. Sure. Um, I think this would be cool, uh, to, you know, kind of transition some of the Daredevil stuff into, you know, these wedges because it just lends itself to more like 60s cool yes. vibe. And it's not that much bigger of a footprint. Yes. You know, so I'm just thinking like certain pedals, or at least what people might think would Northern be cool. Northern creeper, do it, do it. Right. Originally, I did, I did like ten of those back in 2016 or 17 uh-huh. because I found a guy that then made them briefly, and then he just vanished. Um, but I, I would love to do like creeper. I would love to do silver solo. Ooh, you know, yeah. the art in that is so good too. And I, I did a limited run of the real cool fuzz with the, the Stooges Jaguar um, for that Chicago Music Exchange pedal. Right, show. I remember that. Yeah, um, they might still have some, but I think there was only like twenty. They they got their hands on a bunch, and then I sold a couple before they were even available to some artists. So I could always do some more of those. But I, you know, ultimately, I just want to see what people would dig in that, you know. Obviously the ones with more knobs and stuff, um, would be tougher. But like the retro vibe type stuff, like you said, like the creeper. Yeah. I think that would be just total knockout with those those enclosures, you know. And it would just make it stand out from, you know, majority of the more like typical if pedal enclosures. If you do that, stuff. I
0: want serial number zero zero one.
1: I'll,
0: <laughs> I'll I'll pay you as soon as we get off the phone
1: yeah you know what's funny is i never have zero zero one because everybody always wants it so i end up with like i end up with like number 54 or something it was like i don't oh, that's care what magic number okay all right <laughs> now i got it i always just throw my hands in the air i'm like fine whatever you know, uh, i whenever I, I do things like that i'm like well oh, i'd probably want the ones later on the line anyways because they get all the bugs worked out and, yeah yeah so um that's kind of on the radar for for later this year well and i
0: think you got three very very emphatic hands up uh yes to to that enclosure style
1: absolutely yeah well Appreciate it. Thanks. You yeah, know,
3: um, and Chris. Johnny, I had, a, I had a quick question for you. Um, yeah, yeah, I was looking at a lot of these demos, and I'm actually li- really excited about this ten tone fuzz. Seems like a lot of fuzz faces, a lot of fuzzes are really picky about pickups and like uh, single coils. They, at least the ones that I've played seem to like single coils, mm-hmm. um, just a little bit more. Or maybe like a low output humbucker. It seems like you're rocking humbuckers to these pedals and they sound tight like they, they I, don't, I don't notice some of the inherent problems with some of the other fuzz face style pedals or tone bender style pedals is there something that you've done to allow yeah, you to um, play Les Paul's and, and SGs through fuzzes and keep them that sounding like that
1: well I mean that's that's the goal you know and uh, it's it's not a fuzz face schematic you know although it's two transistors um but yeah I mean that's always the goal because it's like I I'm making the stuff so that I can slap it on my board and play it in my band and be like, this is, you know, this is my ideal number one, go to fuzz pedal, which that is now that, I mean, that's what I've been using since I put it out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's like this needs to work with humbuckers it needs to work with filter trons and P90s and single coils. Um, and that, that one did it, you know, and that's like, as you, as I get older and better at, hopefully better at doing this stuff it's like i can get more nitpicky and kind of solve my own problems with stuff like that um because that man this stuff drives me nuts you know and i think that's what i i really dislike about a lot of pedals that are like classics but i just can't use them because there's there's things that you know i just i I lose Mm -hmm. in translation and stuff um you can get away with it recording or something but like you know live when you have your rig just certain things
0: playing's different now too i mean those things were all built when you're like just clean, clean huge amps, huge r- rigs and clean amps at like massive volumes and yeah, a
1: fender twin like any fuzz you slam into it it's gonna sound pretty damn good yeah um you know when you're using low output pickups and you know like yeah that era um but yeah i mean that's that's just it it's like all right how can i be Enough to put out a one knob fuzz, but keep it sounding articulate and not just turn into this big muddy, you know. A lot of guys clone like the one knob fuzz and the damn meathead and those, and they all just kind of have this fuzz face, blown out, low end thing, which is cool for certain kinds of music and stuff. It's like, no, I need to solo with this and have it. I want to hear every single little crackle and raspy. Noise that I can out of this yeah, pedal. Awesome. And, and that's, you know, the stuff that makes me insane and lay awake at four in the morning going, ah, you know, like, <laughs> and why it's something that should take me a month takes me, you know, three or four months. I mean, I've probably designed five or six circuits for this anniversary pedal, and some of them had three knobs, some of them had two knobs. I mean, I literally kind of went way too far overboard trying to chase this, like, ideal you know, it's like, okay, here, make your perfect buzz. Right. You know, like how daunting of a task is that right to anybody, yeah. you know? Um, and so I, it, you know, I didn't want to just rush something out, but at the same time it was a lot of time and I would have to t- take a break and come back and just really push myself to try and nail something, you know? Uh,
0: um, well, I think you did a smashing job on it, man. And, um, uh, yeah, I like the idea that you've considered all these things. You're just gonna say, hey, here's a cool sounding thing.
1: Uh, yeah, but you know, I don't want to have like ten fuzzes in my line either, you know. It's like <laughs> I don't wanna just be like fuzz guy. You know? I wanna have like, okay, I got one distortion, that's my favorite. I got one boost, that's my favorite boost. I got right. a one knob fuzz, I got a sixties fuzz, I got a seventies fuzz, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't have any clones. I just I really wanna keep it like this is the best of this flavor. Right. Um, and that that's kind of where I'm trying to keep it because I don't want to just have people be like overwhelmed at the amount of stuff. It's like, well, this is kind of like this, but not, you know, like, no, no, no. It's like, okay, here, I'm going to do a delay. This is the delay.
0: Um, you don't lack focus.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, and, and it's like if something's better than something else that I did in the past, guess what, man? Bye bye yeah you know um the almighty bass is going away because i i i designed that way early on you know and i didn't even necessarily know what i was doing with bass stuff as far as like EQ and things like that Uh uh-huh. um so it's like all right i can do way better than that so that pedal is going away and i want to do something that's got a couple other features and really can pull off something. you know what i wanted to do back then but just wasn't necessarily capable of so nice you know, just improve on things keep it streamlined keep it easy for people to know what your line is you know yeah it's like here's my fet boost it's a hype boost you plug it into anything and it's going to be loud that's a know? great segue <laughs> yes
2: yeah, speaking, speaking of one knob uh, one knob uh, or no knobs Let's it's talk got about no, no knob pedals. Got no knobs. Got no knobs. It's. No it's uh, Could you at least put one on there? Maybe yeah, glue I, one on. Just. I think that well, the eunuch was a working <laughs>
1: title. The
0: eunuch. <laughs> oh my
1: God, that's great.
0: Yes, Todd. Hey, the gold's just dropping out of our pockets. Yeah, you're welcome to pick yeah, it up. Yeah, get get the snow shovel. It's <laughs> definitely there. So we picked up the hype uh, because you know what i i figured this is something that i want to get in the hands of one of our patrons so we will be giving away this uh daredevil hype pedal oh cool johnny why don't you give us a quick rundown as we round third and head home
1: rundown of the hype pedal um i don't know do you want like a witty one-liner uh or do you want it just a just a I dare like not interfere dick. with how you want to represent <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, it's, um, everybody likes clean boosts and all that stuff. I don't like what everybody likes. I wanted a really loud, gnarly one. And, um, I, I built myself every kind of boost out there for my, my own band. And a lot of them kind of did it, but kind of didn't do it. And then I, I got to this circuit and tweaked it. And I said, okay, well, this is kind of firing on all cylinders. So that's it. And you know, the deal with anything in that realm of like a boost, I just, I literally like the idea of like Eddie Van Halen's board or something where things are just like taped, you know? And it's like literally just a switch that I hit and it makes it more, you know, it's like the, you know, the one last push over the cliff button, (laughs) you know? And, and that's it. So it was just like, I don't want any knobs to bump. I don't want to have to worry about how far it's set. I literally just want the thing that's easy to stomp on that makes it louder. You know? Um, so, I mean, that was it. It was just like, literally, how simple can I, can I do this and just have it still completely annihilate? And, uh, you know, I was very angry at the time. I don't know if you saw my, my new hype video that I posted I last week. That's why I
0: got this, man. I was like, yes, you know what?
1: Yeah. I'm getting on this right now. I was, uh, I was very frustrated at the time, and it was COVID and all that stuff, and I was just like, "Ah, I'm just gonna do this totally backwards, uh, just out of sheer frustration, and see what happens," you know. Um, but yeah, it's like it's dialed in; you can't really go wrong, you know. Yeah. Um, if you if you want some corksniffy thing, this is probably not the uh, beautiful. Transparent, whatever the hell kind of thing you are looking for, um, and that's great because I don't do stuff like there's, that. There's so.
0: plenty of that there out there. And exactly. You do it, it, never fear in the event that you feel like Johnny for whatever reason didn't get it just exactly right <laughs> for you. There is a trim pot inside that you can dial uh, up that uh, boost
1: or the uh, what what is the factor that you can dial in on the trim pot? I mean, it does. You can kind of get it quieter, but it's pretty much just like loud and louder, you know. Yeah. So, you know, I set it at like one o'clock, but it's a linear pot, so pretty much anything beyond that, it's like you know, it's like turning on a Marshall Plexi. Like you hit one and a half, and it's deafening, and then it's just kind of like equal parts deafening up to ten, right? (laughs) Right. So, you know, that's kind of where you're at. You're not going to get with handsome. (laughs) <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah um wow so um well thanks for grabbing one man
0: yeah for sure mm. um I, i'm really excited to get this uh to one of our patrons so be looking for that uh after i play with it just a little bit guys um <laughs> it'll hey, be J- a lightly loved
2: <laughs> brand new pedal slightly almost uh, damn near new yes <laughs> So, Johnny, do you have any uh, plans to do any other artist models? Uh, I know that you you did one for Earl Slick and one for Ron Ashton from the Stooges. Uh,
1: You know, um, it's funny you ask because I'm kind of working on one now, but I can't. Obviously, I can't tell you what it is. Um, this is just a way to get back on the show. I see what you're doing. This is now. his mo. This yeah. is exactly what uh-huh. he did
2: last time.
1: <laughs> no, it's. Uh, <laughs> it does sound like a pretty awesome master plan, right? Um, I'm just gonna dangle that carrot every yeah. show. Um, no, it's. Uh, there's something I'm working on, and you know, anytime you deal with an artist, you got to kind of just—you're at the mercy of their busy schedule and whatever managers and stuff like that so um yeah i have a pedal that's done and they're checking it out and cool hopefully uh fingers crossed that is good to go i I can't imagine why it wouldn't be but uh i'm crazy excited about it it's me i'm
0: approving it it's fine Uh, sorry (laughs) i'll just let you off the
1: hook (laughs) (laughs) yeah believe me we'll have to we'll have it's to schedule good, we'll, we'll schedule my next show for like the day after it gets released i love it uh we're, um, we're up be for good. it so okay but, cool. uh,
0: yeah yeah that's uh well always good it, things man. coming out of the daredevil shop um and ladies and gentlemen if uh if you aren't convinced by now uh, the 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 whole backlog of everything that we haven't talked about is so worth your uh, time and uh, playing, and uh, and you know what? If you decide to get a, a, a Daredevil pedal and you say like you know I want to get one of these Daredevil pedals, d- do Johnny a favor and get it from Daredevil.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean that's that's great. I'll sign it, man. I'll, uh, I'll tell you things you need to know, whatever you want, man. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm, I just, I mean, that's one of my things. I just, I really want people to be like super happy with stuff. You know, I remember what it was like to, to be a kid and have no money and I save up and get one pedal and it was just the most important thing
0: mm-hmm.
1: ever, you know? Um, except, you know, I wasn't buying it from a boutique builder. I was buying it from you know, like, a boss or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, it seems, like I, I really love that opportunity that people can like email me. I can help them out and say, check this out. And then they get, you know what they need and that they love it and it works and everybody's happy. And yep. like that, I just, I love the idea of someone like plugging into something I made and just being inspired and being like, Oh my God, this is awesome. And now I want to write songs and play music and love you it. Know, um, love it. Yeah. So yeah, the people have questions and all that stuff. It's like, uh, pretty easily reachable man You yeah. know, it's not some faceless brand it's not something that's manufactured in a warehouse somewhere you know it's like no it's it's as boutique as it gets man so i'm a real guy uh i design stuff and you can email me and all that good stuff so
0: indeed and that's a perfect segue into <clears throat> tony
2: you know todd at this point of the show there's a little segment that we love to have and we love to play. It's called Would You Rather.
0: Yeah. You're still not. You haven't found your legs yet. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Where are my legs? Yes. Huh? Captain Dan. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. Yeah. Well, You're hot tonight, baby.
0: <laughs> Hit it. Johnny's
2: got things to do. Hey, and by the way, that was uh, in 2018 was... The first time he was on. That's what I said. I know you were. All right. I know you said. See? See? This week's Would You Rather, mm-hmm. we're going to bring back the time machine. Okay. Why? A couple of reasons. Okay. First of all, in case we never told you this before, by going in the time machine, not only do you gain the ability to play certain instruments yes, flawlessly, okay, but you also are able to absorb The entire artist catalog Mm. of the people that we have. You had me at Absorb. Absorb. (laughs) So this week's Would You Rather Time Machine Travel, we're going to set it back to 2000. All right. We're going to go back to Southern California. Okay. Now, in this case, there are two bands playing. Those bands would be Primus and Motorhead. Okay. Now, sadly, and coincidentally, both Les Claypool from Primus has broken his arm and is in a cast, and he can't possibly pay, play bass. Oh, boy. And <laughs> Lemmy did the same damn thing. Wow. So, but
0: the good news is they're able to sing. That actually happened to my aunt and my cousin within 30 seconds of each other on an ice rink. I swear, I'm not even making that up. Oh, man. It's a true story in Minnesota. Go ahead.
2: <laughs> Minnesota? Yeah. Now, here's the deal. You show up, but the caveat is you can only play upright bass. What the hell is this? It's an upright bass. No, it, you know what that is? Yes, yeah, okay. i Now, you have to play it in either primus. Filling in for Les Claypool, or you can play it in Motorhead, filling in for Lemmy. Oh, okay, that's as easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I think we're all. We'll we'll see. Okay, but also remember, from the time machine, you're able to absorb the entire catalog of the artist, as well as the ability to play flawlessly. Yes. Okay. So the would you rather play upright bass with Motorhead? Uh huh, or upright bass. But you can, you're flawless playing. That's what you're saying. You're flawless. Okay.
0: You're flawless. So I don't have to worry about my.
2: You're flawless. Okay. Just like normal. Sounds good. Just right. like
0: normal. That type. may have changed my answer. All right, got it. Okay. Tony, go ahead, and then we're gonna go to Johnny. Well, as much as I'd I like, Chris. Sorry. And then Johnny.
2: <laughs> hmm. Well, now you've got me all mixed up. <laughs> um, as much as I'd like to play flawlessly with Motorhead. I think it would be a lot more fun to play with Primus. Okay. Because it's challenging. It's weird, weird stuff. And yeah. here, here's a little tidbit that I left off. <laughs> this is great. I just stumbled on it. So um, Les Claypool yes. was invited to try out for Metallica, uh, Metallica after Cliff Burton died yeah. in 1986. And <laughs> this is how he he goes into the audition and asks the guys if they wanted to jam to some Isley Brothers tunes. Oh nice. <laughs> I didn't know that part. To, needless to say yeah. uh, he didn't get the gig. You're right, right. So, so I'm going to fill I'm going to fill in on bass, upright bass, right? with
3: Premise. Okay, that sounds me. good. I'm going to rock with uh, Motorhead. I get to jam with Fast Eddie Clark, and I get to hear what an upright bass sounds like (laughs) going through Lemmy's Marshall. (laughs) So
2: that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I can dig that. I'm guessing there would be a fair amount of feedback.
1: Yeah. Uh, Johnny? I mean, Motorhead, that's a no-brainer. And a lot of those tempos are like almost rockabilly tempos anyways. I think those songs totally shape up awesome.
2: Oh, yeah, you could do some some, slapping.
1: Dude, some slappity upright clackety like rockabilly bass dude all those tunes are almost the same tempo as rockabilly stop i mean it's all people on speed right (laughs) yeah so it's just hillbillies on speed as opposed to like giant dudes from england so there you go uh, i think motorhead is rockabilly and he loved that stuff anyway so i'm sure it would be a flawless transition uh lemmy would approve and it would sound great so
0: yeah um I'm going to I'm going to go uh see it was weird because I, at first I thought <clears throat> Primus because I actually was really big into Primus when they were like hot hot hot. Um and uh, obviously they're outstanding and and it was super fun music. However, I like the idea of actually playing it side playing the bass sideways in Motorhead. Sideways. Yes. None of the stand-up. Take the stand-up, lay it on its side. Give me a the hmm. heaviest gauge pick I can find, <gasps> and just go.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: That's what I'm doing. <laughs> All awesome. right. Yeah. Do a little stand-up on the Billy action, rock it back and forth like that. Like I, I, I give, I pick up what Johnny was laying down there. All
3: but, right.
0: But yeah, I That's think that would right. be pretty dang, pretty dang sweet with a with a a, a daredevil fuzz on it absolutely you right, right. and
2: and a hype pedal and, and for and when the, you have to do bass solos yes tony that's right todd we got to be able to thank that is so 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 it's right it's your
0: turn to thank some people
2: well I, i'm thanking on behalf of all of the knobs here so uh at this point of the show there's a special group of people we love to thank these are our executive producers now you might be wondering what an executive producer does Well, an executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become one? Well, it's very easy. You head over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Check out a couple different levels in which you can participate. Become a patron, a sponsor, a hero of the podcast. That's true. Each level comes with some very, very, very nice thank you gifts and opportunities to get wonderful giveaways. Oh, the giveaways. (sighs) Oh, it makes my head spin sometimes. Yes. Well, we got. I'm trying to get as many more as I can.
0: Absolutely. And, and by the way, if you're a builder and you want to get some gear into people's hands, big or small, doesn't matter, uh, let us know. We love putting our guests and builders' gear into the hands of the people that support the community and love
2: this show. Wow. Well said, Todd. Thank you. But you know, Todd. I do. How is he? Very well. Yeah, That's nice to yes. know. Tolerating. As an executive producer, <laughs> in addition to all the great stuff, there's one thing more. Jared, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. I didn't even know Jared was with us today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So anyhow, that's right. You get your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Vader and pedals, John Halverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mac D, Richard Kendall, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemolero, Bill Gola guitars, John Esterley, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Barazin, Rusty Sneedon, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hammer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tyndall, Trevor Ellenberg, and Christopher Logan. I like it. Yes, but Todd, you know there's one thing more.
0: I what is that?
2: There's a special group of executive producers. These are our Grand Poobas. These are the top of the heap. The cream of the crop. The king of the hill. <laughs> Kings of the hill. Because there's more than one. Sure. So special, special, special thanks to these Grand Poobas. This needs a little something more, I think. Ami Manesco. Ricardo Iguereda. David Kaminga. One Pickups. Hex Matos. Michio Murakishi Bob Crouch Jack Cadian Sam Jett Tyler Rhines Ellis J. Music Company John Williams James Pennington Steve Keese Cody Foster Science of Sound Brian Robison Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Noah, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S, David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan. Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, Matt Hart, Enrico Fernando. And an upgrade this week, Moon Guitars is now a grand poobah. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. (laughs) We beat the crap out of these pens. (laughs) We just went through like six pens.
0: Oh, that was fun. Don't expect that ever again. It, no. It, Anyways. First <laughs> and last time. I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm sweating. I'm sweating. I'm <laughs> sweating. All right. You guys, we really appreciate you so very much. If you are thinking of being on that list, doggone it, just do it. Just It'll do it. It'll help us out. You'll feel good. Yeah. And, and at some point in time, you're going to get stuff. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, it's inevitable. We make
0: that happen. All right. Johnny from daredevil pedals we want to thank you so much for being on the show today man
1: dude thanks for having me i love talking to you guys and uh i'm sure we'll have 17 or 18 more episodes before it's all (laughs) right it's all said and done i hope so we love having you on on, the show um where
0: can people go to get your awesome pedals
1: daredevilpedals.com uh it's on reverb guitar center all that i mean it's it's all over man um you can get it in Europe. Uh, I have a distributor in Europe, so that's good because we have a lot of people in Europe. Yep. Yeah, UK, uh, guitar, guitar. There's, I mean, there's a lot of places. Awesome,
0: so. awesome. And, awesome. And 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 uh, dive into Johnny's uh, Instagram, especially. He does a great job of uh, running the pedals down. He's he's a builder and he demos them. So that's that's the other cool part. You get to see how he's they're they're intended to be played I guess you could say. All right. Thanks, Johnny. And Tony, yes. where can people get your stuff? Head over to
2: pickguardian.com. Check out the things that I have available online. But, you know, by and large, what I do is custom work. Yes. So it's a catchphrase of yours. Yes, custom.
0: Uh-huh. Custom pickguards. Indeed. If uh, you want to make that guitar, if you want to make your guitar even more yours,
2: yeah, shoot me an email. Let make, me know get what a, you put, need. Get a custom pickguard. What you're trying to do,
3: what, what material you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to do my best to help you out indeed Chris yep Plexi335 over on YouTube just uh, subscribe check out some vids
0: yeah really good videos really good videos Um, I I think I would actually love it if you started doing like proper demos of like pedals and stuff man you got good sounds coming out of there you're a great player like do it there, I'm in. R- run off. Are you in Noft and go Let's do that? Let's do it, man. All right, you can <laughs> shoot me an email, Todd, at theguitarknobs.com. Uh, and better yet, if you want to send me an uh, a DM- a dmail, send That's him a dmail. That's what it should be called. A DM on Instagram. <laughs> do that. Send us your thoughts, your questions, everything you hate. Throw rocks at me. Do whatever. Uh, we would love Todd to hear com. from you. Um, and also, please check out the Villantinos on Spotify yes. and Apple and anywhere you get all that stuff. We uh, will have just released our fourth single uh which will uh, ultimately uh, be culminated into an upcoming ep uh, in the following month but please go check that out please give us a listen i would really love it if you did and i would love to hear what you think about it also if you've got an hx stomp or other similar kind of unit you need to protect your knobs go or over to FlintEffects.com and get a stomper stomp. for your hx stomp it's 10 bucks it's going to protect those knobs that if you break that you're screwed. <laughs> that's that's the end of the story. Uh, that's a, that's an expensive uh, boo boo. So protect your boo boos of your hey, knobs. Boo-boo. Protect the boo boos on your knobs. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, with that, we should probably get out of here. Yes. Thank you all for listening. Uh, have a fantastic guitar weekend. Subscribe. Well
3: played. <laughs> Some great tones coming off the table tonight. I know, right?
0: There's all kinds of crazy stuff. I'm like, I got a whole racket. Pro- I will make sure that happens. Tony's <laughs> cool. giving me the face like, when has that ever
4: happened? Well.
0: <laughs> okay, that's a let's, pass. Let's
2: redo that one.
0: All right, hang on. <laughs> I am not to sound like a total no, idiot. Yeah, all right,
2: fine. And don't put that in the takeouts either. Yeah. Yeah, I know where that's going to go. Don't move. <laughs> I'll, I'll lay yeah. perfectly
0: still. Yeah. Tony, do you have to take a dump or something? No? I just did. Okay. You do. Okay. Great. Ah, uh, perfect. <laughs> uh, and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at Patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at TheGuitarKnobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at GuitarKnobs. Catch you next time.